0: Welcome to Art Smash, the podcast of the Maryland Center for the Arts. We're thrilled to be here on this beautiful spring day here in Churchville. The sun is out, the temperatures are warm, and people are smiling. And there's nothing better than that, except the arts. And today we're very, very fortunate to have a wonderful guest, a woman who's dedicated her life to the arts and has created a wonderful corral in this area. Uh, So I'd like you to say hello to Martha Marty Banghart and thank you for joining us today.
1: Oh well it's my pleasure. Anytime I get to tell the story of a choral program or any Art stories in Maryland, or even more specifically, Harvard County. I am thrilled.
0: Great, but before we get into that a little bit, why don't you talk a little bit about your background and how you ended up as the uh, artistic director of the Deer, Deer Creek Corral?
1: Well, I grew up in upstate New York and uh, went to uh, Skidmore College and then to graduate school and at UNC in Chapel Hill with it and got a master's in voice performance. And I was going to, of course, be a professional singer. That was my goal. And my roommate actually ended up uh, luring me to Maryland. And I got my first job and uh, in teaching because my parents said, you know, you're going to have to go to work and get you know, we're not giving you any more money. So I thought, well, I'll teach one year and then I'm going to go on to the Winston-Salem School for the Arts and um, become that singer I was talking about. Right. So I started teaching at what was then Bel Air Middle School, was hired to start the guitar program in the county. And uh, so I did that and I was singing singing. Uh, In piano bars in the canvas back restaurant and the and I was going to do just one year and then go on. And I met my husband. So, Uh, so yeah, those husbands. Yeah, I know. So then I uh, taught for 37 years in Hartford County. And as a retirement project, I wanted to start a uh, singing group because the choral art is my passion. So I was hired by Duke Thompson at the Maryland Conservatory of Music that used to meet at John Carroll. And I started a, uh, it was called the Maryland Conservatory Choir and started with 12 singers. And some of the stories I could tell you about those, that first year and a half, I mean, from bagpipers out in the, Competing with us, singing, having no lights. I mean, it, it just was, uh, we realized when we grew to 40 singers in a very short time that we needed to branch out. So in 2007, before I retired, uh, we started the Deer Creek Chorale as a nonprofit. And believe it or not, next year is our 15th anniversary.
0: Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Well, we're we're glad, certainly glad you're here. Now, Deer Creek Corral is non-auditioned, correct? Right,
1: non-auditioned, and the ages. Anyway, we've had as young as fourteen. Um, right now, I think our age span is sixteen to eighty-six.
0: Oh wow! Do you think that impacts the quality of the performances at all?
1: Oh, absolutely! I love the mix of young and older voices. Um, and just the camaraderie, the young learning from the more senior and the seniors getting a glimpse of the young people, it just is a magical combination.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, in March of 2018, I understand that you made your Carnegie Hall conducting debut. With yes, 250, I did. With 250 singers and the New England Symphony Orchestra, right?
1: Yes, I did. Yep.
0: So what's it like? Or what does it take for someone to go from working in rural Hartford County to conducting in the most famous concert hall in the world?
1: Well, uh, it is pretty off-putting, to be honest. I never dreamt that I would have my own green room and a big, huge bouquet of red roses and a plaque with my picture on it and a letter saying that you are going to about to... Uh, get up on the podium, and conduct in the most historic, sacred, (laughs) you know, cathedral music that so little, I mean, I was obviously very nervous, no question, but the, the piece of music by Dan Forrest, Requiem for the Living, is so gorgeous, and it was such a thrill to teach, it was a thrill to conduct that you get lost in the music. And as soon as I got up on the podium, everything else, everything else went away. And it was the most uh, mm, enjoyable experience to see my, well, I guess what, 80 some singers from from my own organization. And lots of friends, uh, one of my friends who sings in the Near North Voices up in Canada also came 26 singers from there. And it just, it was just heavenly.
0: Oh, that's great! That's fantastic. Now, you were talking a little bit before we started the, the podcast about uh, the service of the Deer Creek Corral, and you have a dual mission, as I understand it, both to sing and serve. Yes. Uh, and you sponsored a dancer in the uh, Maryland Center Dancing for the Arts Gala in two thousand and fifteen, and. What inspired you to take on this dual mission, and 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 what are some of the service projects that you that you've done?
1: Well, I guess it was my father, uh, because he influenced me so much as a kid about giving back. That's why we that's why we work to if earn money to give back to give our treasure and time uh, to our. Community. So I had that instilled in me as a young person. So when I started teaching my entire 37 years, we did various concerts or musical review or night in the spotlight. And every year, one of the performances benefited a like shock trauma um, and March of Dimes. I mean, I could go on and on. And mm-hmm. actually, we were able to give, I think, almost $100,000 in uh, benefit funds. And so this was a part of my of my DNA. Right. So when I started the uh, Deer Creek Corral, I knew that was such an important part, especially in my retirement too. I, I wanted to not only just make music for entertainment, but to really affect uh, and better the community. So we have done anything. We had a huge team do Habitat for Humanity. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, uh, Camp Sunrise. We've sponsored children with cancer, um, uh, and uh, it's Johns Hopkins Camp Sunrise. Uh, there's so many. I'm I'm blanking now. I should have had a script here, but um, but is a lot of it is on our. Oh, I know the Harford Family House, uh, the Maryland Center for the Arts, uh, Pennies for Peace. Uh, so we do. Uh, oh, and we sponsored three. Um, um, Maasai young men in Kenya in secondary education. We covered their entire, uh, uh, you know, college four years. So we, we do singing locally, giving globally is our, is our mantra. So this year we did the Gunpowder Riverkeeper and next season we are uh, partnering with First Fruits Farm
0: uh-huh.
1: and we will be ha- helping harvest in the fall and planting in the spring. Oh, great, so it's, that's it's,
0: fantastic. That's a great service.
1: And, and a lot of folks who could sing some other places, Bill, they choose Deer Creek, I think, first of all, because it's non-auditioned, and second of all, because we do have that commitment to the community, which you know I think is probably one of the most important things we do.
0: Right, right, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I've been asking this question uh, of all my guests uh, because it it's uh, an intriguing question, I think. And what do you think will happen uh, to, the, to music and the arts in Hartford County and the region? H- how will they move forward after the pandemic eases and eventually ends? What do you I think, think the future holds?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be tough, to be honest with you, Bill. Um, The technology has created some amazing experiences that you can watch in your living room, Mm -hmm. and people don't have to pay for them. Right. And uh, so, in just doing these three virtual choirs, it's cost us a lot of money to produce them, but we have gotten no revenue.
0: Right.
1: You know, so I think it's going to take a while for live audiences to come back. But I think, given a couple years, I think once they experience the thrill of being in person and actually seeing people emote from the stage, something that you can't get on a Zoom call. I think, I think we will be all right, but I think we're gonna to have to be more creative and might have to keep some kind of virtual element uh, in, our, in our future. Right. So, and you never know w- what could happen again. And, uh, and I'm thinking, now that I've finally figured out how this Zoom thing works, and we've been having rehearsals of 55 people every Tuesday night online, and I'm thinking, okay, no more snow days. If it snows right. on a Tuesday night, guess what? That's right. We can still have rehearsal. That's so, right. So I think there's going to be some good good silver linings of this whole thing, but it has definitely, and this, and of course, singers have really, you know, we're the uh, giant spreaders, super right. spreaders, and it's going to be tough, I think, for people to have confidence to return to the actual. Yeah,
0: um, yeah I've, been, I've been doing a lot of research on, on audience response, uh, particularly in New York and those kind of places, because I have former students who worked there who haven't worked in a year, a year and a half, and, you know, I, studies have shown that as many as a third of the people will never go back right. to any kind of live performance. Mm-hmm. That, that scares me a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. The first third will come back immediately. They say the second third are going to give it a while. Uh, but the third third is, is never coming back. And so how do we reach those people? I think that's going to be the, uh, the real question. When And that kind of transitions into my next question. What's upcoming for the Deer Creek Corral?
1: Well, we have a very exciting um, spring. We're doing our, uh, we had two hybrid rehearsals. And then on this coming Tuesday, we're going to have sectional rehearsals uh, following all protocols, you know, mass, spread out, all that kind of thing. And then we're actually going on the 20th of April to St. Ignatius, which is a gorgeous Catholic church in Hickory and it has all of the HEPA filters and the HVAC systems, all the modern stuff and it seats a thousand people. So because of the space and uh, Rob Barbarino, the organist there has uh, uh, invited us and their leadership to use the facility, we're going to rehearse all together for just one hour and then we're out uh, on the 20th, and then the 27th, we're going to be filmed by our uh, videotographer, and we're putting together a virtual concert, because we knew it was too early to right. think we might get an audience, so the, the uh, youth choir is going to be filmed at Bethel Presbyterian Church, and uh, the big choir is going to be at St. Ignatius, and the Chamber Choir, and the Lady Six. Uh, will be filmed outside at Starbright Lavender and Herb Farm. And oh, then we'll put it all together and uh, also have a couple of our um, of our productions, our virtual productions. And then uh, I think it's going to be either May 15th or May 16th. It will be a formal, I guess what you call a formal virtual concert.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's great. That's Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, a busy schedule. And you mentioned uh, the youth choir. Uh, talk a little bit about the youth choir and how does it expand the mission of the of the Deer Creek Corral?
1: Well, I always wanted to have youth involved, and uh, the intergenerational element of any program is is definitely desirous. And uh, but when Julie Colada, a woman who actually uh, has taught in harford county before she was at north harford middle school and i knew of her because she was in the frederick children's course for eight years and uh, she went and got her master's degree down in atlanta and i found out through the grapevine that she was coming back to harford county and really wanted to start a youth program so i got on the <laughs> i got on the line and said, Julie, do you want to start one with us? So five years ago, that's what happened. And she started with 12 and now, well, before the pandemic, she had 44. And had to divide into two choirs. And she's just phenomenal. If my grandson was closer by, I would have him in that organization in a minute because kids learn so much more than music. And, and she is just she's the
0: best. Yeah, you're right. And how many how many students or young people are involved, and what are their ages in the choir? Um,
1: well, she has two choirs. I think the first one is first grade to fifth grade, and then the next group is sixth grade to ninth grade, and then after ninth grade they come into the adult choir. So it's a okay. wonderful progression. And we are the best deal in town. Um, you go to Peabody Children's Course or Maryland Children's Course, you're talking about $2,400 uh, to participate and lots of transportation from Harford County. And there's never been a youth choir program in Harford County since I've lived here. And so it's close by and it's such a deal. I think, I think tuition for a whole year is only $400, so. Oh,
0: that is, that's great. Yeah. So
1: it's like having your kid have private lessons and also the camaraderie of being together.
0: Yeah. And, and, and my, my son was in high school choirs and chorals and it, it, it was a great influence in his life. I don't think yes. people realize how much music is scientific and emotion and all those types of things and how much it helps those. Kids order their lives and prepare, so that's a that's a great thing.
1: Well, I I think even more so, it gives them that self confidence. They right. learn how to present themselves. I mean, going for an interview for a job—that's no sweat yeah. if you sung on the stage in a in a choir. Right,
0: right. So, yeah. Well, our time is almost up, but I I always kind of conclude with this question for all my guests: If you could tell our audience one thing about music in this region and particularly choral music in this region what would it be?
1: Well there are many offerings and I just singing is from a health standpoint and as I get older it is the healthiest and best thing you can do for yourself, for your soul, for your uh, for your breathing. I mean my whole thing is take a breath and tell a story. So we're going to take a breath and we're going to sing a story and it's an enriching activity it's a communal activity there's so many possibilities in northern Maryland uh but you you know but where we are it's an underserved community because it's northern Harford County and Baltimore County and there's no other option over there right so um but I do want to get involved in habit grace and the eastern part of the county at some point when we get out of this pandemic.
0: Yeah. But,
1: uh, but thank you very much for thinking of
0: well, me. Well, I'm glad to do it. I do have uh, one more question for you. Okay. If a person wants to participate in the Deer Creek Corral or has a child that wants to do uh, the Youth corral, how do they go about doing that?
1: OK, you can go on our website. It's DeerCreekCorral.org. Okay. And there it tells you all the information under where Great. it says join and all that. And uh, everything is um, we'll be taking, we start our uh, rehearsals in September. It's going to be our 15th anniversary year. Uh, I could just go on and on and tell you what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, I think you're going to have to interview me again in the fall. So I All right. Keep going back. I,
0: I, that's a deal. Yeah, well, okay. uh, thank you. And, and I'll just remind the listeners that the power of the arts is that they can connect us to one another and they lead us to discovering larger truths about ourselves and what it means to be alive and what it means to be human. And certainly music does that. So Marty, thank you very much. We really appreciate you spending time with us and we'll look forward to hearing the uh, virtual concert in May.
1: Okay. But in the meantime, go to YouTube, our channel and look up, how can I keep from singing?
0: All right. Very good. good. Thanks, Marty.
1: Thank you, Bill. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.